you, sir, are muted. Unzmut yourself. There you go. Wait, so have you, have you not heard anything that I said until that point? I'm just dropping eggs of wisdom over here. Anyhow. We'll drop them again. No, uh, they weren't that wise. I saw someone's uh, reply was basically like, CDC's new guidelines, whatever your boss needs. And like, yeah. yep, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so I had spaces, so now you can intro. Oh, okay. That's fair. Hello, Rip City. Yeah, something like that. I mean, you know, I was kind of felt like that was kind of half-assed, but you know, I'll bring a little more to it. Like the like the one thing that he said that like, oh hey, the, like if you could add, if you could fix one thing in the near future, it was my microphone. <laughs> so you know, just just it's just good to know there's other people out there that care about sound quality. So you know, Reggie. Reggie Perry. Reggie Perry. <laughs> Reggie. Reggie Perry. <laughs> I'm ready whenever. I'm not. Hello, Rip. City to all of you in town and out of town and in every corner of the interwebs. Thank you for tuning in. Here with you from Hood River, my name is Keith Feltner Smith, and here with me, as always, the master of segues, the Hawaiian UFC takedown roundhouse kick killer over here, Christopher <laughs> J. Burkhart. How are you doing, brother? Good. Uh, out of context, people now think that I'm some big bad ufc fighter but all i did was share my screen before we started recording showed uh, that's like you're not, not showed you're keith not. how i get down on some ufc video game action and i i think i'm a world champion i don't know what the rest of the world <laughs> thinks my my Look, my mean, yeah my, my virtual ass will step in the cage my reality ass will not no thanks <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, you know what i do when that's i play okay, you know what i do when i play 2k with the blazers or any team because i mix it up but the first thing I do is go clone a player, and I DNA clone Greg Oden because he's in the game, oh, like because nice. he's on. Nice. <laughs> and then I put him in the free agency, and then I sign him to whatever team I have, and I max his stats because it's just so fun to play as what <laughs> as the what could have been Greg Oden. Like he's not like oh, maxed man. everything, but he's like, but he is like a 99 block, <laughs> and it's just fun to play as Greg Oden. <laughs> The what could have been Greg Oden? Why? The what? The what could? The what could still be Greg Oden if they would just sign him to a ten-day contract, get him back in the league, as you said previously. Sign Greg Oden to a ten-day, you cowards! I just want to repeat, yeah. you cowards! It, get out of the big if three, dang it! This, he, so he, he deserves a spot. I, I think we need this as a campaign. It needs to be a hashtag. We need to get some some votes going uh, somewhere from somewhere. Oh hey, let's pause real quick because I have a call from my vet. Perfect. We'll see you guys tomorrow. All right, thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. You had a vet call confirming an appointment at the exact same time I had a text confirming confirming a dentist appointment for tomorrow. So yeah, where were you at? What were you saying? <laughs> Keith got distracted. A bit. Let Chris host, you cowards. Okay, let's get this thing back on the, on the rails here. What you didn't hear over the last uh, 90 seconds, fans, was Keith being <laughs> extremely distracted by the vet calling. Um, and then he had no idea where to go. Like He's like, all right, let's hold on. I'll edit this out. And then he had no idea what we were talking about. I'm like, hey, we were talking about NBA 2K and my, you, my you wife for Greg Oden. You didn't Oden know they didn't hear that? I, I, and you're I like, might have uh, just left that in there. I uh, might have just left that whole vet call in there. And that could have been part of the podcast. And you didn't know they didn't hear that. That could have been the, uh, you, don't, you don't know what my editing choices are, sir. Just Fair saying. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, is it time for love hugs and hate mail? I'm. I'm it probably should be on the edge of my seat with anticipation here. All right, <laughs> let's go for it. Let's get into the love hugs and hate mail. Chris, what are you loving this week? Hey, I am loving all the G leaguers getting uh, their chance to shine. Coming in, coming into Portland with you know 24 hours notice before stepping on the court, and you know, yeah, you know. Cumberland only had two points. Williams only had seven points. McGriff had three. It, they didn't make a huge impact, but it's still cool to see these guys who have been putting in tons of work, 
uh, in the G League, a lot of it not seen by fans because not a lot of people tune into the G League yet. Um, but they're out there and, and they're t- getting their chance. So that's where my love goes. These guys getting a chance to ball on the biggest stage. I like it. Yeah, that, that's that's legit. They like they, we'll, we'll get more into what they how they did last night, at least for their for game one of their uh, NBA debuts or, or Blazer debuts, at least I guess. But my love goes towards. It's been snowing again. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been it's it's been dumping out here, man. It is a winter wonderland. We uh, didn't have quite the snow on Christmas, but th- that night and the day after and everything since has just been covered in white. It's uh, uh, it's been fun. We've been I've been sharing pictures on the Discord of my dog looking like an '80s movie producer with just just white all over his giant snout and his eyes all bugged out because he's like enjoying running around the, the snowfields probably more than anyone else could could enjoy. But yeah, I've, uh, <laughs> it's been good, man. Um, I went down today. Listeners on the podcast have heard me before, if you listen during the summer, talk about the the, the sandbar out here in Hood River, the, a big sandbar that goes out in the ocean, and it's kind of the, the local dog park area. Well, right now, that's all under snow and ice, uh, and it looks like, you know, kind of the Alaskan tundra, where you have, like, a still-moving river next to it, but then just fields of snow, and it's really light, dry snow, where it's blowing in the wind, and then Q runs across a, a frozen little... Uh, segment of water and it cracks underneath him. And it's only like two or three inch deep, so it's not nothing that's that's worried about. But he was freaked out by it. Oh man. So yeah, it's it's been a really fun day. And on top of all that, check this out. About maybe fifty yards, hundred yards offshore on one side, uh into the river, giant submerged uh tree trunk, like some roots and all this kind of thing being exposed. And sitting on top of those roots, two bald eagles. So I have some phone nice. uh some pictures on my phone. I'll throw this in the chat in a second, Chris. Uh but some some cloudy snow-capped mountains in the background, a raging river in the foreground, a bridge going left to right in the middle, and in the foreground on top of, uh, of these little roots, you got these two bald eagles just hanging out. It's This place is wild out here. I'm, I'm sounds, having fun. Sounds glorious. Yeah. All right, so uh, that was that's, that's the love. My love is basically going to Hood River, uh, being covered in snow. Uh, where are your hugs heading this week? The hugs are going to. Are you are you are you ready for this? <laughs> Yusuf Nurkic, Robert Covington, Cody Zeller, and the rest of the team that is in COVID oh. protocols <laughs> and missed the game uh, against the Dallas Mavericks the other night, and the other like hundred plus players in the NBA. I think that's where I sent my hugs last week too. But they need them. These are my six feet away air hugs. To get yeah. well soon, because <laughs> no one likes to be dealing with this. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. Like, I loved it when you first started that too. You said Yusuf, and I was like, "All right, we got like a Yusuf headline." And no, it's just it's a COVID headline. It's it's <laughs> half the team is in in COVID protocols. Essentially, at this point, half of everyone's team is in protocol. Right. So it's not like Blaze did anything wrong. It's just this is what the NBA has chosen to, to do uh, going forward. So, you know, we'll deal with that. Moving on, my hugs uh, for the week are similar to similar what you're saying. All the new hires in the roster. Uh, you mentioned them in your love. I, I, you know, I get it. That's fair. Totally fair to love, uh, send some love to these guys' ways. I'm going to make it my hugs, though, because, boy, there's a there's been some fan disappointment some and you know, warranted I think as far as this is not the team that maybe fans paid to see uh obviously some prices are dropping for some but that doesn't change what prices are for season ticket holders and the rest uh but then you beyond all that you look at the guys that, uh, that performed last night it was great to see them and it was good to see them kind of get their NBA debut we'll go more into the details later but yeah I, I just I'm, I'm sending the, the hugs their way I hope they Hope they feel good. Hope they're, you know, kind of comforted and supported and not listening to any of the, the haters out there today. Speaking well, of The hate, reason you had to hug them and sort of love them is because you couldn't hug snow because then your snow would melt and you would be disappointed. <laughs> I got to I gotta love my snow, man. I'm, I'm loving the snow too much not to not to love the snow. Uh, right, yeah, where's well, your hate going? My who, hate? Who are you hating? My hate? My hate is going south. Last last. Last week, I gave the Lakers some love for, for Sidon and Isaiah Thomas. Now my hate goes their way because he played pretty well for them, and then they didn't re-sign him. And here's right? the deal. If you're bringing up all these G-leaguers to fill roster spots, Isaiah Thomas can have a 
roster spot. He deserves one. He's still a good basketball player. And even more so than what they did with Isaiah Thomas, I'm not a fan of making tribute videos to a stadium because they're changing their name. Like, hey, Staples Center, thanks for the memories. Like, dude, it's they're still playing in the same building. Yeah, Crypto.com is an awful name, but it's not like they're leaving L.A. or going to a new stadium in Anaheim or something crazy. No, they're still playing in the exact same building. You know, the building where Kobe and Shaq won titles and all that nonsense. So, yeah, taking out full page ads and the blah, blah, blah. Like, I've never seen a fan base so disappointed and like, like dedicating so much time to to losing one corporate sponsorship name for another it's it's weird part of me really hopes that when the clippers stadium gets completed and they make the official move to inglewood that they do the exact like take out almost the exact same ad word for word and then make like the exact same video you know shot for shot and just <laughs> troll the lakers hard as just troll the lakers <laughs> yeah i'm always i'm always here for trolling the lakers i'm always here for the lakers ended up in the in the hate mail portion of this whole thing that i think that's very fitting i've got another front office to join them uh not the lakers but the blazers uh current front office the 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 lack of the the neil olshay list front office so you know it's a good thing but still they could have done better because they didn't sign odin like we mentioned earlier chris i like sign odin you cowards let's get him in here this this was the time i i i I feel like i want to see greg odin back in the league he's looking good in the big three Let's get him in here. Let's let's get him on the Blazers. Let's see one more run. I want to get a a new Odin jersey. Get a, kind of a, a revival of that going. You know, so, and, front office. And on that note, I asked this question in Spaces on Monday and uh, got a few answers. Um, but there's there's players there. There's players, not just like Greg Odin. Greg Odin's what thirty six, thirty seven, something like that. Um, but there's players under forty who could still come in, still get some run, and, and that were former Blazers. So do you have any, Keith, do you have any former Blazers that you think still have tread on the tire that you would love to come in for a 10-day? The problem is too many recent former Blazers that quickly come to mind are guards. <laughs> too many guys that I don't think we need to come in here. Give me Sheed, man. You. Give me Sheed. How, no, how no, 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 no. You're, you're not... You, you want you want more recent? Sheet is washed. <laughs> this is the thing. I'm not talking about – this is the caveat here. I'm not talking about guys who are like Blazer legends. I'm talking about guys who still have tread on the tire, like 40 years and younger. Like Steve Blake is 41, and he is like right on the cusp. Oof. Steve Blake, Blake can play for 10 days if he wants to. But Rasheed Wallace is 47. He's he's going to break a hip if he comes and plays for 10 days. <laughs> I'm talking guys that still have tread on the tire, can still come out and play. I'm going to give you an example here because this is a guy I'd love to see here for 10 days. 36 years old, which means he's he's still got gas in the tank. Give me Rudy Fernandez for 10 days. Oh, yeah. Oh, give me Rudy all day. I would love to see what he can do on the wing. He's He's multifaceted he has hustle he runs the floor yeah dude he'd fit he'd fit wonderfully because again that's the gap that is the Blazers have lacked for so long is having someone that can create from that that wing position hey you want an athletic wing a little two-way 37 year old travis outlaw sign him to a travis outlaw yeah dude Bring Where's back Elliot Trout Williams Wall. these days? Like, I want some more dunks. I want some more like what we're seeing from Nas and all the explosiveness. What's Elliot Williams doing? Uh, no, Elliot Williams, man, had he not got hurt, that guy was so explosive, yeah. so fun. So he, fun. he's thirty-two years old. He's almost thirty-three. I could see him being a a solid player to just kind of get up, get some oop. That's what I'm thinking. Like, what's what's uh, what's Jared Bayless up to? Jared, Jared Bayless around? <laughs> I I almost said uh, what's JJ Hickson doing, but I'm pretty sure he's in jail unfortunately so he did do something didn't he oh man moving on he he uh he didn't live up to potential but he's kind of a fan favorite so hey what's thomas robinson doing he's only 30 the yeah, truck i mean he didn't, live up to, didn't live up to the hype but hey 10 days man have some fun with it this it's this is what i'm talking about i want to see some blazer retreads just for the hell of it how did this become like a, a where are they now segment? Or do we do like a, like where? where? <laughs> but no, seriously, Keith, seriously. You go, you mentioned 
uh, you know, season ticket holders behold behold it to the price that they already paid to get the tickets, and that's very unfortunate considering the Moda Center is about a quarter of the way full. Uh, yeah. And you know, you're signing G Leaguers, and you're talking about this isn't you know who people are paying their their good money to see. Like, yeah, I don't know anything about these four G Leaguers that they brought in outside of doing a quick research. But dude, if you bring in Rudy Fernandez for 10 days, I guarantee you there's going to be a chunk of the fan base that is going to tune in just to see it. Like I want to bring in both him and Sergio Rodriguez just for fun. Like, you know what I mean? Like people didn't be tuned into that, man. It's why we've been talking about the Greg Oden thing. Like partially as a joke, partially is like, yeah, he might actually be able to help the team, but mostly as a joke, just the idea of like, yeah, he'd be a, he'd be a name that people would come out for. I would, I'm losing money on the season tickets right now, as far as what we said, because no one wants to go and no one wants to pay for these seats. No one wants to necessarily uh, uh, drive and see these games. But I would pay extra money to go and see Greg Oden pay, uh, Greg Oden play at this just point. Just one, like, yeah, it'd, it'd one awesome. game. Just, like just, you'd be hyped, right? Like, and for the record, uh, the truck Thomas Robinson is playing over in the Korean Basketball League for the Seoul Samsung Thunders. Uh, so uh, don't think we're going to be able to bring him back too, uh, uh, too, too quickly. He's under contract, but Greg Oden is still on the table. And so are some of the names we mentioned. What hey, about Don, like, Martel Don, Webster? Where's he at? God, Martel is one of my favorite places of all time. I love Martel saying, Webster. Man. What's he doing now? 35. He dealt with those back injuries for a while, though, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I know he was, do, he was doing music for a while, too. He, he was making some cool, uh, cool, funky music, so... He's probably just, uh, you know, he, he's set. He doesn't need to come back in the NBA. Like, so That's these fair. guys, like, like these guys, like a Martell Webster, right, who, like, officially retired. So, like, once you're retired, like, I'm pretty sure, like, your name's no longer in the free agency pool. Like, you have to basically reapply to, like, right, be right. in the pool to be signed. Like, if I'm watching what's going on in the NBA right now, I'm, like, I'm putting my name back in that hat. I'm unretiring just to see if someone wants to sign me for 10 days. Just for the hell yeah. of it, like why not? But yeah, why I think that's you? a good, a, a fun thing to think about. So I'm gonna go post this on Twitter later. I'm gonna post a post it on Discord. We'll have some fun with this and maybe come back to it again next week. But I, I just took in a time right now when you're wondering, worried about uh, getting ratings and people tuning in and what's gonna happen when you're playing guys that you don't know about. There's a way to fix it. Bring in, bring in some of these guys. Hey, he's 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 he's. He's over 40, so he doesn't have tread on the tire. But tell me, tread, I need to find a different analogy. I think I've used that like 20 times <laughs> now. Uh, <laughs> he is exactly 40. Um, bring in Zebo for 10 days. Like, yeah, have, some, oh, have, have some fun oh, with boy. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, man. What, what's Prisbilla doing at this point? We brought him up the other week. Let's yeah, see Pris- what Joel Prisbilla, the vanilla Prisbilla, gorilla. I don't, is, want, is I don't want him to blow a knee. Oh, it'd be so brutal. Yeah. But yeah, man, it, it's it's fun to think about. Like, it, there there are things the team should be doing. Uh, <laughs> like on, on one hand, I, I get bringing the G Leaguers, and there's nothing wrong with with kind of attaching the next generation. But if they want to bring these young unknown guys, uh, like that we saw last night in the game, like you said the other week, Chris, we need to see some sort of farm system kind of more integrated into the nba i want to see more of hey you know something that we can like know who these guys are before they show up on the court last night uh just someone to cheer for to have a little more connection to yeah a very interesting comment on this that's going kind of under the radar is sean hyken bleacher report uh friend of the show friend of mine uh reported that he was you know when he was at the uh like the g league showcase in in las vegas where also friend of the show dia was down there doing some reporting as well um, Shout out to Sean, hey. Sean said that the murmurs around the G League showcase were that, you know, uh, agents and GMs that were there were saying that maybe now that Neil Olshay's gone, Portland will finally jump on the bandwagon because they're the only ones that hey. do not have an affiliate. Now, nice. uh, Neil Olshay had a point at times when he defended not having a G League team. And what part of that was uh, he preferred being able to send the players to to Dallas or to Oklahoma uh, or, or right, anywhere else right. where uh, more freedom to kind of send them wherever. Yeah. Well, it was because Portland being so geographically isolated, if you're on the road and you know, two, three players get hurt and you need to have one of your G league guys come up, 
Uh, if I'm oh, in Miami, okay. it's easier to grab a guy off the Dallas roster to meet me in Miami as where it's harder to get a guy to come from Portland all the way to Miami. Um, but leave, I still leave it to Neil to just assume that we're going to be dealing with injuries and need to, to replace the <laughs> midseason. I don't know if that's exactly what he said, but I do know that <laughs> no, was part of his reasoning was the ease of getting <laughs> yeah. them to any NBA city. But also within that, Keith, I think that it's it's you got to understand how what your positives and your negatives are because again the negative may be that if if my team is based in the pacific northwest say you put your g league team uh, i've mentioned cities like uh, a eugene a salem i still think the best way to do it is is have them within a half hour of portland so that you can practice with the actual team and and be involved with the actual organization so maybe they're playing uh in a small gym even a high school gym because i mean the the santa cruz warriors play in just a little tiny arena but people still tune in right so maybe you're playing in a high school gym in wilsonville or a high school gym in tigard or hillsborough whatnot um but Again, if that makes it harder for them to travel to you if you need them, that's the negative. But the positive is they're uh, they're in your system. They're not playing under the Dallas Mavericks system. They're not playing under the Oklahoma City Thunder system. They're playing under the Portland Trailblazers coaching system. So yeah. the ease of getting them in is just so much more. Uh, it's just better for the team. So I think it's interesting. Because like I said, Sean reported that, that you know there are murmurs now that now that Neil Olshay has gone, because he was a big hang-up, he was not a fan of having a G League affiliate, that maybe now that he's gone, that can change, and Portland could get one in the near future and i think the right now i think portland is stupid not to have one um so yeah i hope that changes well it's like you brought up before too just it's it's the standard around the league at this point there's very few teams i want to say maybe only two or three that don't have an official Mm -hmm. g G league affiliate right or at least at some point recently that was the case uh numbers have been pretty low and so yeah it's i get that maybe you know try to zig when everyone else is zagging kind of thing so the idea of maybe not having one and you know just kind of pull from wherever when you're on the road and have a sudden injury okay that has some some logic to it but yeah if if everyone is if everyone is going the way if 20 25 or 26 of the teams in the league are going the way of saying we have our farm team to draw from just get with the program just like I, it, would, it would be nice man I, and yeah so fingers crossed let's uh let's say that let's hope hiking is right uh Maybe yeah. let's get Sean back on the show here to talk about that sometimes too. That'd be yeah, I'll hit good, him up. Good, it's it's it's, it's 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 interesting when you look at the um, the layout of the G League teams as they currently sit, Keith, because every single one of them is within a very close proximity to their franchise, except mm. a couple random outliers, where you have uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, is where the Nuggets affiliate is, but like uh, Golden State, Sacramento. The Lakers, the Clippers, the Jazz, uh, Oklahoma City, um, Memphis, all in the same city as their team. Other teams same within city. a stone's wow. within a stone's throw, like uh, Austin Spurs for San Antonio. The the Texas Legends are are close by. The Rio Grande uh, Rio Grande Rockets for Houston. The Lakeland Magic, like Lakeland is. Uh, like it's a suburb of Orlando. So it's, you're right there. Greensboro swarm for the Charlotte. So the point is like all those other G league affiliate teams outside of the heat and the nuggets are all either in the same stadium city or right in the, uh, their backyard. And it's beneficial to have that absolutely is. And you cannot tell me, Keith, you cannot tell me that if the blazers were on a seven game East coast swing, but the Hills Hillsboro blazers were playing that you wouldn't be like, Hey, you want to go out to Hillsboro or you want to go down to Wilsonville, wherever the hell they are, and watch the G League tonight, Chris? Tickets are 10 bucks for courtside. Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. Sure, dude. Let's go. Let's go yeah, watch. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Every, yeah, all the time. That sounds excellent. Uh, you know, beyond even just we, – we were talking the other day uh, as well. One of the topics that did not make the last episode on our holiday megapod because we had so much to talk about with the <laughs> Iman Shumpert dialogue and the rest of this that filled the space. Uh, but the Rose Quarter itself – the Blazers have gone from playing in the Veterans Memorial Coliseum to the Rose Garden that is now called some other name that I ignore and it's still just the Rose Garden. But point being, you have the Rose Quarter here that was supposed to be, I think, you know, ideally, somewhat of a fan destination. Something that was going to have yeah. restaurants, bars, other, other things around the area to kind of draw you to. And there are 
for, you know, for the record, there are other locations. Uh, Dr. Jack's is right there between the Coliseum and the Rose Garden. Uh, if you get a drink, there are also local pubs around the area. Um, Upright, Ex, uh, Ex Novo, uh, uh, Reverend Nat's, a nice cider place around the corner as well. Lots of spots nearby to uh, grab a drink, but they're kind of underground. You don't really know where they are unless you yeah. know where they are. It's exactly. not a location, which is a, a lot of places around the league, if a lot of NBA venues around the league, you have a... Uh, more or less a a, a a shopping mall. You have a, a thoroughfare, a walkway uh, of of other venues, other markets, uh, things that kind of draw a crowd to you on non-game days where you can have events going on when there isn't a game. Or like you're saying, Chris, during a road game, come down and hang here. Watch the game on TV. Or like you said, maybe go and see this G League team in the building next door. It's The Blazers need to catch up. They're lacking at this mm-hmm. point with what the rest of the league is doing. And this is the way forward. This is the way it's going. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. It's it's quite funny whenever I bring this up, and I always talk about you know Moda Center this or Moda Center that, and then I always get someone on social who wants to tell Rose me how dumb how how dumb I am. You know, it's Moda Center. Um, I can't call it. Ro- I told you I can't call it Rose Garden because it's beating <laughs> my head. I can't. I have to write Moda Center. That's what it's called. I'm a journalist. Um, it's the advantage of being a fan. It's still a Rose Garden. Yeah. What? <laughs> when I talk about the Rose Center. Um, there you go. There you but go. no, Perfect. fans always like, oh no, it's this or that, or it's bad, or it's blah blah blah, and like try to tell me how stupid I am, and I like I don't like to be that guy, but sometimes I have to flex on on them and be like, okay, <laughs> uh, once you've been to every single arena, yeah, in the NBA, yeah, don't tell me about where the where Moda ranks because I've been to I've been to stadiums that don't even exist anymore and aren't used, so. Just please. Well, and but that's the point too is that uh, some of these cities have done major overhauls to to update and to kind of bring in a new market because they've realized that the the scene has changed, the audience has changed for what the league is looking for, what the league is drawing from over the last decade or whatever other time span you want to put on it. So there are some that are bad. There are some that are far worse sure. than Por- Portland. Um, oh, for yeah, instance, yeah. Uh, let's worse. go San Antonio. San Antonio's uh, stadium, AT&T Center, is, it is built in the middle of a parking lot in the middle of nowhere on the outskirts of San Antonio. Like you drive out of downtown <laughs> San Antonio, you get you you get through neighborhoods and all this, and then all of a sudden a big parking lot opens up. It's like a football field, right? Like or a football stadium, it's it's doesn't do much for you. In Orlando, like they have a, a, a decent arena, but it's it's just downtown, and their downtown is kind of dead as it is. But there's nothing around it to get you to go there. Um, you could go down the list of some other ones as well, uh, but there are some that are far better than Portland as well. And I looked, I, I the one I mentioned the other day on Twitter. Uh, Doco in, in Sacramento and LA Live in, in Los Angeles. Like the idea behind both those was to make a place for play, uh, fans to come on non-game days or come early or stay late. And the idea is great. Like a, perhaps like a Metroplex, you get like a exact, movie theater, you get exactly. Dining, perhaps you get the, perhaps the uh, as as Casey Holdall pointed out, uh, you know the execution is lacking. But you can go to Staples Center, and yes, it's the Staples Center, not Crypto.com. So I guess I'll, I'll call it Rose Garden. I apologize. Um, yeah, there we but, go. But uh, no, when you go to Staples Center on a non-game day, like there's still people there. Like there's there's a reason to go. There's 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 restaurants. There's a, a couple little shopping spots, and you know the hotels right there. Like there's reason to be yeah. there. Doco is. Uh, is a mall that's right there at the golden one center, you know, with what they're doing at chase center, putting it right there on the waterfront. Like it's, it's walkable and there's reasons to try to go down there. Uh, Milwaukee has some really good dining and is within a short rock uh, into some good shopping in downtown Milwaukee, Oklahoma city's uh, stadium, which I can't remember what they've changed it to, but uh, the, can't remember what they changed the name to, uh, but it's literally like two blocks away from Bricktown, which is where you, you got bars and restaurants and shopping and a minor league baseball park. And, you know, Memphis has Beale Street. Like you, you have reasons to go to these stadiums and Portland has a great like skeleton to build around, but I've just let it sit there. Like Dr. Jack's is cool in theory, but what's the point of having a place that's only open on game nights? Right. Like you have to have yeah, reason exactly. to go there when there's no games. You mentioned the other bars. I don't. I like. Like uh, I don't find those bars to be part of the Rose Quarter. They're just in the same vicinity no, yeah. as the yeah, Rose they're, Quarter, they're but they're next not. Door. They're, they're, not, part they're not part of it. 
Yeah. And fans who argue that like, well, I go there on non-games. I go to I go to this bar that I really like. What was the one you mentioned? Upward? Is it? Uh, up upright. Uh, upright. Okay. Sorry. I don't. I don't. I have. Yeah. The point is, Keith. Reverend I have Nats, been. To, yeah. uh, granted, it's been as a member of the media, but I've been to every single blazer game until this year been to every single blazer home game for the last eight years and i did not even know what upright was like that's a lack of execution in letting you know right. about what's around the neighborhood right because like, i can tell you what's around street, other stadiums right in the league but i can't tell you what's around my home stadium like yeah, no, if I, dr jacks were a better location to be open all year round and like you have like the blazer five gaming thing right there and a, a physical therapist but uh, a session right there uh building right there but like that's not bringing people in that's no, not bringing not. people in you have no, a wasted not. spot in vmc just sitting there taking up valuable real estate yeah. <laughs> like if, if you turn this into if you had restaurants and shopping and i mean think about this keith for instance say you kept the skeleton of veteran memorial coliseum but redid the inside to make it a center where there was a movie theater and a Buffalo Wild Wings and a couple different shots. You put in a, a bigger, badder Blazer team store that's open 365 days a year. Yes. And you, like you yes. said, restaurants, bars, reasons. Like now I come down here and the Blazers are on a seven game road trip, but I have reason to go down to the Rose Quarter. Like to me, right. Rose Quarter seems like it should be a destination, right? But it is not a destination. When you so are kind enough to offer me tickets and you say, hey, Chris, you want to go to the game with me? Sure. You and I show up almost right at tip and then we leave as soon as the game is over. Yeah. Like, yeah, there should be reason to show up two hours before tip. And when the game's done, like, hey, Keith, you want to beat traffic and go get some wings? <laughs> it's 10 steps outside. the. Yeah, let's go, dude. And like right. you have fun with it and make it an event. And there is a giant missed opportunity by the Blazers with the Rose Quarter. And having traveled all the way around the league, I can tell you that it's definitely not the worst, uh, but it's on the low side of the middle. And it's not it's it could be so much better. Something else that would be so simple that we haven't even really brought up. I know other arenas do this. Having a giant screen outside, so if you aren't in the game, you're watching from out on the on the concourse. If you just got a drink at Jack Ramsey's or any of these other places that should be around there, to be able to kind of watch, like, you know, standing outside and watching the game on game nights, or, like again, on, on road game nights, you're down there, you're going and getting some wings, you're doing some other things, and then as you're outside, you're just, just having general festivities. It, it's... It should be doable. It it is doable. Uh, it's just it's one of those things that the team needs to start to take advantage of. Yeah, uh, they have the, the they have a big age. one there at uh, the uh, Scotia Bank Arena in Toronto has has what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. they have one there at the new Chase Center. Um, oh, but uh, by the way, uh, the OKC Arena is it Paycom? Paycom perhaps, Arena or something like that? perhaps. Yeah, anyway. it used, yeah, it used to be I, Chesapeake yeah. Energy Arena. Yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, Ford Center good. before that, but. Like I said, there's not a lot around there because Oklahoma City downtown is a pretty it's a pretty dead downtown. Like there's just not a lot going on. It's like nine to five and then people go home, but there's not a lot. But Bricktown is a pretty cool location that they've put some money into and built a they built an artificial river walk uh river rock <laughs> river walk, try to mimic river what walk. you have there in San Antonio. Um river, and it's a cool little walk. spot. Could be better, but it's 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 a better alternative than what Portland has at the Rose Quarter. The thing is the stadiums I mentioned that are just out off the beaten path and don't have a reason to go there on non-game days, like I said, like a San Antonio, at least you know that that's, that's what they're aiming for. They're aiming for that, just come to the game, that's the experience, go home. But Portland is like, when they invest in Dr. Jacks and, you know, Kachina Kachina before that, and it was a Widmere for right. a while... Like yeah, you're trying, yeah. you're trying to send the message that this is a cool happening spot to come to, but then you're never fully taking that dive to make it that location that you want it to be. It's, it's, it's a missed opportunity for sure. It's kind of like this podcast where we, uh, <laughs> we keep trying to promote, like it's a cool happening spot to come and hang out at. And then until you got here this season, Chris, uh, it's mostly been my lazy ass, uh, skating by and just kind of let things kind of glide by. See, But at but least, you're putting, at least you're putting in the work. You weren't just saying, "Hey, come listen to me," and then you were just like resharing the exact same podcast every week. Which I was, I was, I was holding the framework. I was keeping at least the basics in, but I've been lazy about it. And now you've been here. You've been pushing us towards getting more stuff done. We're gonna get on YouTube soon. We're gonna, or uh, we're gonna do a lot of things. We're getting a lot of kind of improvements coming here. We've gotten more followers and listeners going since you've joined us. Uh, we've also 
gotten the Discord going, please come and join us on Discord. The link is in the episode description. Uh, you can ask questions in there. We have game day chats, and eventually we'll have live live episode recordings as well. Also, the spaces. Chris, you mentioned the spaces earlier. We had our spaces last night. Once a week, we're doing this pregame for an hour before the game, just discussing all the latest happenings of the team. And the point of these sessions really are to get you listeners to come and share your opinion. So it's not just Chris and I talking back and forth, but if you have something to say on any of our topics or venting in general or anything else, you can take the mic, you can get up and share for a second, and then we break that down. Uh, also makes it easier on us on days like today where we can come in and have more ready-made topics where you tell us what you want to hear about uh, by talking about it yourself. So please, come and join the next spaces. Yeah, if What's you guys next- give us... If you give us topics to talk about, then we don't have to stretch and talk about Moda Center all the time. (laughs) Excuse me. We don't talk about what's going wrong with the Rose Garden and the Rose Quarter. There we go. There we go. See, that's stupid. That's stupid that you call it Moda Center, but you still play in the Rose Quarter. Like, come on. Like, yeah. Again, that's my whole half-assed thing I'm talking about here. You're like, you're half dedicated to one, but half dedicated to the other. (laughs) <laughs> at least they right, didn't so, decide to call it you know the the moda quarter or some stupid ass like yeah that. thank god they didn't change yeah. that part of it. it but again that's why it still is always going to be the rose garden the seed is in there they can change the surface the roots are the rose garden it'll always be that way uh, i just i just real quick keith like uh again you were talking about upright and uh, i just want to go back to that because um i didn't know what it was i had to look it up when people started saying that and, and i know there's those bars around there but yeah, but you have you have like I said you have the 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 Veteran Memorial Coliseum is is cool for the history, but it's a waste of space, and it's the fact that it was designated as a historic building is stupid because there's nothing special about that architecture at all. And this whole like, <laughs> well, it's a de- it's 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 dedicated to the veterans. Yeah, the dedicated to the veterans is the fountain downstairs that like nobody ever right. goes down to look at, right. and it's barely working half the time. What if you <laughs> built an actual nice memorial and had fun with it and and made it a location that people wanted to go see but uh, i as i get off track for a second but, but what i'm saying is if you turn rose quarter into the actual destination that you want it to be those bars and those little hole in the walls that you love already will benefit because there will there will be oh, yeah. more foot traffic all the time oh and, yeah and, absolutely and, and it just won't be just an empty dead space. It's just weird to me. Anyway, what's next, Keith? I know you got more topics to talk about. <laughs> well, I, as I was starting to lead into, if if uh if you have gotten on Discord with us so far, thank you. Thank you for sending the questions in. Thank you for all the game day chats. If you've not gotten it on our Discord yet, what's wrong with you? Come and join us on there. It's the a great place to be. Come and help us grow this community where we can just have constant chats, constant source for questions, eventually live episodes, like we said. Spaces. That's where we're getting to next. We had our spaces yesterday. We talked about uh, a number of things which you can dive into as far as uh, players, the new guys coming up, and whether they should be signing Greg Oden, those cowards. But just for the next round, if you want to join us for the next spaces, next Monday, Chris, Blazers are hosting the Atlanta Hawks, 7 p.m. games. So that means a 6 p.m. spaces on Twitter. This is the Twitter hashtag hoop spaces that we are hosting. And again, fans, if you haven't done this with us yet, Please come and join us. It's a great opportunity to grab the mic yourself, share your opinions, share your venting. Tell us what you think about the the new additions to the roster. Tell us what you think about the upcoming games, the team itself, whether they should be trading uh, players away or trying to run it back uh, or who they should be trading. Just share it all. The Twitter Spaces is your module to come and talk to us about it before we then turn that back into our next podcast. All right, so I guess at some point or another, we should maybe kind of discuss last night's game. <laughs> the, the, the the half Blazers roster versus half yeah. Dallas roster. Bring it up real G quick. Bring sides. it up because, yeah, I have I do have one little, one quick take on it. So Blazers lose 117 to 132 against Dallas. Uh, Dame played, so we had a star player. Uh, while CJ was out with his uh, his collapsed lung uh, recovery, although we've heard he's healthy, still working his way back from game, we were missing seven other players plus a coach from COVID. Uh, Cody Zeller was missing both from injury and COVID. That's kind of a fun note there. So uh, we, we did have Dame, uh, as well as Nas, Norm, uh, Larry Nance Jr. 
Dallas had Chris Saps Porzingis. Uh, they had, I think, six players out, so also filling in their roster with G League players. Considering that both teams were only half full of their normal roster, and these teams are supposed to be somewhat competitive in the regular season, and we had Dame playing, I'm pretty disappointed to lose by 15. The, the, losing 132 to 117 is not what I was hoping for with this. Hey, the biggest, the biggest thing here, and this is where they messed up with their G League signings, is they didn't sign a big. I mean, <laughs> McGriff is a, is a small forward. Williams is a point guard. Uh, Cumberland's a, uh, a guard as well. They had no bigs to get at Christoph Porzingis and Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell looked like an all-star. Dude had 22 points on 9 of 11 <laughs> shooting. Christoph Porzingis was on fire as well. Kind of looked like the, the Christoph Porzingis everyone had, you know thought he was going to be when they nicknamed him the Unicorn. Um, the tough part here is, Keith, is people say, as you just mentioned, like, oh, Portland's playing without half its roster. Well, it's like, yeah, so was Dallas. So was yeah. Dallas. And you still, you were down by 20 plus most of that game. Like the, the game right. was not as close as the 15 point margin that it ended up it was, being. It, it wasn't even watchable, man. You know, no. Like, I, I, get that, I get that people want to cheer for these young guys coming up from the G League. And uh, like you said, uh, Brandon Williams, Cam, uh, is, is it Cameron McGriff? I, I, I don't, yeah, Cameron McGriff. I don't even know the names. Jaron Cumberland. And we didn't even see Reggie Price. He was signed right before the game, but he didn't play. Perry. I get that you want to cheer. Uh, Reggie, uh, 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 Reggie Perry? Reggie, yeah. I said Reggie Price. Reggie Perry. Uh, look, I'm not I'm not going to feel bad about that. I'm not going to feel bad about not knowing these guys' names yet. No, that's the point, Barry right? were out of the team. Should have been Greg Oden and Rudy Fernandez, damn it. Yes! <laughs> I, I get it, though. Fans want to cheer for these guys, but... Man, it just this isn't what, what this isn't no. what we see. This is not what we're yeah. No, and I think roster. granted it's you know tough circumstances, but it also shows you a huge miss draft wise with CJ Ellaby. We've said on this show before that I think he's kind of wasting a roster spot there at the end on spaces. We had some fans chime in who just don't see it in like it in him as in like being a legit like NBA caliber player at the end of the day. CJ Ellaby played 26 minutes and had seven points. Yep. Brandon Williams had seven points in seven minutes. Yep. <laughs> a, G, a G League guard who Got to Portland a day before the game, had no idea what was on the playbook, basically outperformed CJ Ellaby, your second round draft pick. And it's like CJ Ellaby is, you and I have mentioned this before, and I mentioned it on Spaces too, how it's just so funny how Neil Olshay in his regime, he would just sign the exact same player over and over again, right? And I've said it on the pod before, like, Tony guard, Snell guard, is just guard, thi guard. this year's version of Anthony Tolliver. Like, it's yeah. like, <laughs> give me a guy. Like, you've had Ben McLemore, who is like the Mario Hazonia or Kent Bazemore, right? Like, right. oh, he's a, a the guy who can go hit us, get some threes and blah, blah, blah. Even though Ben McLemore is far better than Mario Hazonia and honestly better than Kent Bazemore as well. Um, I agree. But the fact is they're, they're signed to be the same guy. Uh, and CJ Ellaby, like, CJ Ellaby is 100% like, oh, the 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 long lengthy athletic possible three and d guy it's jake layman and pat Connaughton. like it's the exact yeah. <laughs> same freaking player like the it's a little babbitt man it's the same guy like, yes yeah. exactly the difference is like jake layman has shown glimpses of being able to you know yes he's an end of the bench guy but he can play defense he can hit those shots pat Connaughton is an absolute freak athlete and has been able to find his niche with the Bucks and be productive. That's just not C.J. Ellaby. Like, to me, and you can argue like, oh, well, you know, he was missing shots or this. I don't care what the excuse is. To me, the guy that has been on the team for over a year is not a rookie, knows what's going on, and has a chance to take the ball and run with it, so to speak, should not be almost outperformed by the G-leaguers that you signed a day before the game started. Like to me, that's well, in, that's that's inexcusable. inexcusable. But in in the in the same breath as that, though, Chris, Anthony Simons last night, twenty six minutes, eleven points, two rebounds, one assist. Or sorry, I'm sorry, eleven points, one rebound, two assists. So it's it's he he was four of eight shooting, which is better. I think L, uh, CJ Ellaby was two of seven. So Anthony Simons shown better on that one. But you need in a situation like this when you're missing half your roster and you're calling up Geely guys, I want to see Anthony Simons produce. 
Where this was is the why, guy? This, no, th- no. This is why you and I have talked about all the time, too, when it comes to trades. This is why I think Anthony Simons is infinitely more tradable than, than Nasir Little. Anthony Simons shows glimpses of being really, really good, but then Anthony Simons also shows wild inconsistency. I like, feel like I feel like when the pressure's up, he does not show up. Like, like wild, wild inconsistency. Now, yeah. the in defense of Simons and Ellaby both, you do have to understand that. I mean, they are sharing minutes last night with with Dame and Norman Powell. So getting in, finding your groove or whatnot. Maybe you're on the court more with Dame, so you know Dame's getting him his shots. But, but who are they going against, though? Like, like, I know, as far as I know. The, the I'm guard, just saying the in their defense, because you have to find that defensible argument, too. But Nasir Little, given the chance to shine last night, went out and had Ooh. a double-double. Like, at a very efficient double-double. So, yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying with Ant. And, and as long as Dame is on this roster, and as long as you are either keeping one of either CJ McCollum or Norman Powell, um, because... Uh, we all know where I sit on that. It's trade CJ huh. and move and it's move not a question. to the two. As long as you have one of those guys on the roster, Anthony Simons is trade bait and should yeah. be traded. Um, to- and that's not to say Amp's not good. I still think Amp's a very talented player, uh, but just he's just inconsistent. And personally, I like like. You get the Ant Simons hype and everyone just gushes over him. Neil gushed over him like crazy, so people start to believe what they're hearing for. Like I personally liked Gary Trent Jr. more than Ant Simons. Like I liked what I got from Gary Trent Jr. as a player. That's that is my personal opinion, and it's fully okay if you anyone wants to think the other way. I, I just yeah, the, given the chance to shine, I, I, man, you got to do it. I, I feel like Gary Trent had more as a baseline because of the hustle and the dynamic he brings but simon's probably is, is viewed as having a higher ceiling which is where but I'm, I'm with you man as far as like what the blazers need we don't need the high ceiling we need someone who's going to be a reliable performer uh and bring the hustle i like gary trent really fits the role better well let's yeah. talk about nas though nas plays 33 minutes last night 20 points 10 rebounds two assists three blocks two steals he didn't have four fouls, but zero turnovers, man. He hit uh, 7 of 14, so 50% from the field, 2 of 7 from deep, 4 of 7 from the line. I'm loving it. That is so fat from Nas. And again, we're talking about a game where there were gaps. We needed people to perform. We needed someone to step up. Nas got 20 and 10 when he's told to step up. That's such a difference huge. Than, than what you're seeing from him. It's huge. It's a, it's a great game from him. You love to see it. Like I said, everyone always said Portland needs a 3-and-D guy, and you have a guy that's developing in front of your eyes to be exactly what you need. Um, very, very good to see. If you have him. You have Dame. What are you going to put around him? Because yep. at this point, it's, it's, it's not a roster issue, but it's a <laughs> roster issue. It's a roster issue. Uh, okay, so one other thing let's get on before we get out of here. Uh, let's move on from the game talk because I don't want to talk about that game anymore. <laughs> but uh, on spaces, uh, maybe not even this this last spaces yesterday, but the, from the previous week, another one of these topics that didn't quite make the episode last week when we got distra- distracted with all the Iman Shumpert talk. Other Blazers trade targets. We've discussed the Pacers targets, Miles Turner, Sabonis, uh, Karis LeVert. Uh, we've talked about Jeremy Grant. We've talked about Ben Simmons in the past. There's some new options coming up here. We were discussing this on Spaces the other week with uh, Rocky and some of the other people. Rocky brought up Harrison Barnes and Marvin Bagley. We also heard people talking about DeAndre Ayton, uh, Brendan Ingram possibly, Christian Wood. Then last night on Spaces, we even brought up if there was potentially some sort of possibility that Anthony Davis might be moving on from the Lakers at some point. Uh, I'm not saying that's realistic. I'm not saying it's likely. We don't even really need to touch on it. But, Chris, of all those names I just ran through, trade targets. How, how do we feel about Harrison Barnes, maybe? Uh, Ingram, Bagley. Like, where, where are you looking for I think, uh, I think someone to make the team better? Go ahead. I think these are realistic names. I, I think I think the ship has kind of sailed on Ben Simmons, man. I think that's your... Really? Yeah, I just I just feel like I feel like Philly wants too much for for Ben Simmons and Portland's not going to give you Dame for Ben Simmons right now. Philly doesn't wait, wait, sound wait. like the you, you don't you don't think this is just this just like a kind of them trying to wait out towards the deadline just like the back and forth the value trying I to I think they could stay it? I think they could probably get something 
there's someone might put a package t- together better than CJ McCollum. It doesn't sound like they really? want CJ McCollum at all, which I think is a miss because I think CJ McCollum would play f- so well next to Joel Embiid. I think you'd see the best CJ McCollum you've seen in his career if he were in Philly. Well, um, that, that's that's, no, that's why I think that's why I think it's weird too because I agree. I feel like CJ would be a good fit there, and I just I I feel like Philly's smart enough to see that, and maybe they're just trying to. Trying to again get leverage, get some sort of value play out of it, but but if you, they get you some think le- it's done, if they get some leverage, I think if they actually get some leverage on there, I think you're going to see some teams that are going to put together some better packages than just CJ McCollum. Um, that's I just I just don't know if All it's right going to happen. At, I just don't know if it's going to happen at this point. Also, if you yeah. look at the realistic trades that you just brought up, if you can get those guys and keep them in Portland, like, do you really want to? trade cj being your asset for a guy that has already vocally said portland's just not a city for him like that's that's <laughs> a, that's you know uh but no harrison barnes good player um market is as a three and d guy i don't think he's as good on defense as he is marketed his his defensive efficiency numbers are actually really bad this year it would he rank as one of the worst blazers on the roster um but really? again that's yeah. saying something right <laughs> but again how you know change the scenery how you fit i do think harrison barnes would be a a good fit in portland i really do um marvin bagley good as well considering he's kind of had a falling out with with sacramento he's in the rotation he's out of the rotation what are you going to do with him um those are two good names i think the i think the name on that list i'd like the most is brandon ingram i mean a good two-way small forward who can score in bunches when you need him to um and new orleans isn't going anywhere right now like they don't even know if zion's gonna play uh they're just they're just treading water and hoping not to drown uh, christian wood is another one that's high on that list that i think is attainable because again the rockets um aren't really going anywhere rebuild is in their best interest and christian wood has a ton of value so i think he's good and the one that you love uh, that you brought up before is deandre ayton like what is his future in in oh, phoenix yeah. um i know it's just weird like not signing the extensions and this and that and what but i think phoenix would be absolutely stupid to trade that guy if you could tell me crazy i think if you could have nurkic or deandre ayton i'd take deandre ayton in a heartbeat like i think deandre ayton still ton of upside still good center as is um but i do think again if you're phoenix and you got to see what your window is i think phoenix is also smart enough to know like they're a really good team and i don't think they're going anywhere but what does their window look like in a post chris paul world because Chris Paul drastically changed that team for the better. Drastically changed that team. Are they the same team if he's gone and they don't have a true point guard anymore and it's just D-Book and, and DeAndre Ayton? Like, and it's debatable. It's definitely debatable. So, yeah, it's it's a name that's out there. I still think they'd be crazy to trade him. If you could let me have one player on that list, though, it's, it's, it's Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is your top vote. Yep. I, I like... Who do you think would be easier to get away from their team, Ingram or Christian Wood? Brandon Ingram from the Pelicans, where, like you said, they're questionable about Zion, but Christian Wood over at the Rockets, right? The Rockets are a dumpster fire. They don't know yeah. what they're doing. They, they have no no direction at all. I yeah, feel like he so, might be easier to get. Yeah, so are the New Orleans Pelicans, dude. Like, <laughs> they moved on they've from... they've got a star, at least. Like, Yeah, but they moved on from Lonzo, and Lonzo's balling out in Chicago. It's helping them become one of the best teams in the league this year. Like, you know, they had a coach for a year, then they didn't have a coach, and they they traded Anthony Davis, they traded Demarcus Cousins. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like I don't know what what New Orleans is doing. I I think I think Christian Woods is probably the more attainable, um, especially if you attach picks. And I I still think CJ is, there's maybe a situation where they turn around and try to flop, you know, flip him for someone else or get a third team involved just so they can fully embrace a rebuild. And, um, but again, Christian Woods is not necessarily a bad piece to have. You're just trying to rebuild, but still give me Andre, uh, give me Brandon Ingram, Andre Ingram, the- give me Brandon, Brandon <laughs> Ingram. Give me that small forward that you've coveted for so long. Um, yeah, then, yeah. That's, let, that's Nas pl- let Nas play more for get him on the floor. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I'd want. That's what I'd want. 
that that's the real deciding factor for me too. Is just you need that wing. We've talked so long about the Blazers have needed uh, someone in the in the wing position instead of just cycling through guards and bigs. Because it seems like every year we either have way too many bigs and not enough guards, or way too many guards and not enough bigs and no one in between. So yeah, if, if we can get a star on the wing, that's I feel like that would just help so much with the balance of this roster. Chris, that's really all I've got this week. Uh, I feel like this is, I, I, you know, I thought this was a shorter pod, but it ends up we're right about an hour, so just as usual, we can just. That's because I talking. can talk with the best of them, my friend. <laughs> well, hey, bro, it's always good talking with you. Uh, what really will not is, be it's... discussed on this pod when it drops on Friday morning, so I know how Keith edits. Is, hey, it's Tuesday, is, bro. <laughs> is, is, is the Tuesday night adventure that we had on dead by daylight or red dead redemption online or whatever the hell we decide to play because he finally dedicated to play play video games with me battlefront i was just gonna say it's gonna be battlefront because i know Keith's like, hey dead by daylight's all right but think we can play some battlefront for a minute dude i want to go want to want to want to storm some troops we'll hit them both as storm some troops you mother uh all right well we're gonna get out of here uh and then we're gonna go play some video games so everyone let's see when's the next place game tomorrow night tomorrow against utah is that right it's not it's it's less a blazer game and more a blazer appearance (laughs) oh and that's where we're at the season in december we are that low the the 13 and 20 blazers uh, taking on the 24 and 9 Utah Jazz tomorrow night. Then they go on the road against the Lakers, and then the next game will be Monday when we have the Spaces. Again, 6 p.m. next Monday, January 3rd. Please come and join us. Let's talk about the season. Share your takes, share your thoughts on the roster, uh, anything else on your mind. <laughs> and no, wait, am I getting links on microphones? How to improve my setup over here? Is that what that is? <laughs> you could have ignored it. Jeez. I can't ignore that when it pops up on the screen like that. I'm getting I'm getting notes from Chris. I'm getting notes even from a, a buddy I meet in town today who's a new listener to the podcast. Shout out to Steven. What's up, bro? Hey. Uh, and was saying, hey, if you need this boom mic today, you, you let me know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You guys don't like hearing me in this, uh, this amphitheater that is our living room with vaulted ceilings. Uh, you know, the vaulted ceilings are nice. It feels good in here, but... I get it. There's echo. So I will get up into the upstairs studio soon. Chris, you're going to get your studio set up soon as well, where we're going to go over and just, said, just record over there. He said he said he's going to get it into the upstairs studio soon. I just want to let you know that I've been here now. Soon for is like, relative. I've been here now for like 16 weeks or some nonsense. I've been hosting this with you. And since week one, yeah, I'm going to be in my studio soon. <laughs> soon going to be soon in my studio soon. Soon's a relative term. <laughs> I did message Keith and tell him that my wife is giving me the go-ahead to turn my office, which is like an office. There's a couch and a TV for the girls in here, too. She's giving me the go-ahead to, to punt all that and turn this into an actual studio, like set up some nice backgrounds and nice cameras and lights and all that to like try to get some YouTube stuff going um, and some Twitch stuff that I want to do. So this will be the race. What happens first? Does, does Chris get an actual studio built in here, or does Keith move his computer... 50 feet up a flight of stairs. No, it's Stay not about tuned. the computer. It's about getting a, it's not Stay about the Stay tuned, fans. Until next the week. Up there. If, the, if I move the computer, it's just sitting on boxes. I gotta get. I gotta move the whole desk upstairs. Get the whole desk set up upstairs, then we can like mount the. I'm talking about building a studio. Like putting up, like build build, build, building walls and mounting lights and all this. And you're talking about moving a desk. No, I'm, I'm, I'm putting in a desk. I'm putting in microphones, putting in cameras, putting in soundproofing in there. There's already cameras up there. Like it's, it's, it, there's, there's been small progress made. Uh, it's, okay. you know, we're, we're both gonna have studios eventually. If we are racing about this, I'm, I'll race you, but I'm probably giving you the edge. I'm probably saying that, I'm probably saying that I will be over, recording an episode in your studio before I have my studio ready to go over here. Kill me. Smalls. <laughs> Killing me. In closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Chris Burkhart. Thank you, Odor, for the fat beats. And thank you, listeners, for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City basketball, and our latest episode. Thank you again. Please come back next week. Please join our Discord. Please come to Spaces on Monday at 6 p.m. All of that and more on the next edition of The Trailcasters.